0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your host, Tom Billie, and I'm here with my beloved wife.
1: Hey, baby. What's I up? haven't seen you in days. Yeah, it's
0: been crazy. We've been like home, the last but I couple nights, you. I've been like, I'll be to bed in like 10 minutes. And then I've been getting to bed crazy late, which is so weird. But this comic thing, man, is reminding me of what film school is like, where it's like deadlines aren't going anywhere and they are going to happen. And there are so many people that it affects if you miss it. So, yeah, it's crazy town.
1: But what I love is, like, I've, and I think I said this before, like, there's a spark in you when you do creative things like mm. this. And I love seeing that so much. So even though now I'm getting to see even less of you, if I ever thought that was possible, um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm okay with it because it really warms my heart that I know oh. how happy you are. Well, thank you. So, yeah.
0: Nice. Well, I dig that. It's
1: been 17 years of drumming that into me.
0: It has, well, I've always said and everybody listening, I will tell you right now: now, marry a good Greek girl. And if you're super ambitious, marry a good Greek girl who grew up with a super ambitious father because she will cut you so much slack. I remember the first time I was insanely abusive doing phone calls while we were on vacation Mm -hmm. and you didn't give me a hard time about it. And I was like, if I wasn't already married to this woman, I would marry her again just for this.
1: I think it's really important though to know that When you give me your time, though, you give it to me. And like with my dad, like he was busy all the time. You know, I've told stories of he forgot my 18th birthday. Not that I hold on to it
0: (laughs) (laughs) Really let that Uh, one
1: go. (laughs) I'm definitely not emotionally attached to it now. It's just like I remember it. But like. Even with all this, I never felt unloved when I was around him. So when I was with him, he would cook for us. he would take us rowboat uh, boat rowing, row boating, whatever you call it
0: seat heating, <laughs> yeah. heat seating, which is it?
1: Um in a pond That's an and so joke. like
0: everyone listening to right now is like, yeah. what what the hell? so
1: um but he he really was attentive. and that, like as a kid, I always remember thinking like, when I'm with him, I feel loved. And that's exactly how I feel with you. It's not about the amount of hours you give me. It's the type of hours you do give me. So when I think about last weekend, for instance, it was my birthday. And with my birthday present, Wookie's coming in, panting, um, with my Birthday present itself, I had bought it. I put it in your closet and I was like, okay, and just get someone to wrap it. Thank you very much. And you were like, thank God, I don't have to think about it. And you were totally fine. But on my birthday weekend, which people listening, we do birthday weekends where we get to spend the weekend together and we do whatever that person wants to do. You were so lovely and you were so attentive and so caring. And I made to that I was like, is it insulting to say he was like my servant? <laughs> <But>
0: like <laughs> I was literally like your But servant. you
1: were and you did it you did it with such a smile on your face and such enthusiasm that the time that I had with you, like I felt special because the one thing you don't have much of is your time. So when you gave me it, it felt very special to me. So I don't need it all the time. Um, and I think that's just important for people, I guess, listening, like try it out with your partner, like when you're with them, be present, put your phone down, be engaging, figure out how you make each other happy, what you can do together, but not, um, and not sweat the small things of like, you said you were going to be home at seven, but you're home at eight and, you know at least for me.
0: And then schedule that time, because as you were saying like, oh, it doesn't matter so much the amount of time, as long as it's quality. And there's a lot of truth to that, but there it's really important to spend time together. And there is such a thing as not enough time. And so making sure that you're showing through your actions that this is an investment, that this is something that you want, that this is something that's important to you to carve out the time. And there was definitely a period in our relationship where I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And even if I spent the same amount of time with you, it definitely was less quality because I wasn't tuned into like really knowing how to be super present, but it also was random. So it wasn't something that we could look forward to or we knew, ah, like Saturday, that's our day, you know, whatever. Um, so having that built in, like even people that listen to the content is so funny. They know that Saturday is our day. And so people, mm-hmm. like, I've had people not even, like, want to DM me because they're like, well, it's Saturday, and so I don't want to. Hey, yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. So that's cool. Like, yeah. that we've been so consistent with that that even in the content it comes out because that's like we're super protective of Mm -hmm. that and so i try never to travel on saturdays like i have a whole host of things i try not to do just to make sure that we have time together
1: yeah and we've learned our patterns so when you've got travel on weekends like um i know that it starts to build up on me actually doesn't with you but it does build up on me so i look at our calendar i look at your travel plans i try to see what days you're um, poor Bonsai's choking. Um, I try to see, okay, well, oh, you're away two weekends in a row. Um, all right, babe, that means that I know myself well enough. And I know that by the second weekend, I'm going to feel the burn because what's going to happen is the second weekend, I haven't spent two weekends with you. You come home late Sunday night, and then you're going to go fall into work mode on Monday. So technically for me, it's going to feel like three weeks. Mm. I know myself. I have learned in the past that three weeks is way too long for me to connect with you. And if I know that I have to be proactive and I have started to be proactive over like this last couple of years in going, Okay, that means I need to spend time with you. That means that, hey, when do you have a night? the Friday before you leave or the Thursday before you leave where me and you can do something so that we never get to the point of then feeling the burn because at least for me when I start to feel the burn I just I feel disconnected with you I don't feel like we're on the same page um we share our lives together our work and our personal so I feel disconnected on the work thing because my my life's changing during work hours and I want to talk to you about things and I can't so yeah
0: yeah that's huge and communicating that, make sure the other person knows and all that. Like, like you said, we've done a great job of not letting that become a problem because it's predictable. And I'm obsessed with this notion that if it's predictable, it shouldn't be frustrating Mm -hmm. because you can deal with it. Like, you know, it's coming. So do something to address it. And yeah, this is in particular something, and it's not that I don't burn out, it's that we don't burn out on the same time scale. So I would really start to like be frazzled if we didn't get time to connect and all of that. Um, but two things are different about us. One, um, I just have a, a longer um, leash on that or a longer fuse on that I stuff should. where it really yeah begins to bother me. And then the other thing is when I'm doing something, I'm so into it. I'll forget to eat. I'll forget to like do anything and everything. Like I'm so into the thing that I'm doing and working on that that even though I, there may be another region of my brain that's like really bothered that I'm not spending time with you, like I would get through any problem in my life by working. Mm-hmm. So I, I just like imagine whatever grand tragedy awaits all of us. When that grand tragedy happens for me, I will put my head down and get to work.
1: Mm. Yeah. And recognizes no differences are important, communicating those differences, but also respecting each other. Because that's another thing. I remember thinking like, oh, God, but if I ask for his time, am I going to be perceived as needy? And then I get in my own head about feeling needy and needy doesn't make me feel good. So then I'm more, I'm less likely to ask you, which then kind of spirals into now I'm not spending time with you because I haven't said anything. And it's like just a vicious loop. True. All right. Should we get to the questions? Let's do it. All right. Um, and guys, if you are listening, um, we do answer questions. You're well more than welcome to stay anonymous. But if you have any relationship questions, please do email us at uh, connect at All right. First question. This is from M. Siminoff. Siminoff. Hi, Tom and Lisa. I'm 24 and a single female going to university and working. And when I start dating or getting to know someone, if he's accomplished or if it's hard, if he's a hard worker and has some great goals and is kind, I tend to self-sabotage and end it because I think he's out of my league and he wouldn't like me anyway. How do I get over this? I feel like I'm passing up getting to know some great guys who at least could be friends because they mind uh, because my mind keeps getting in the way.
0: So we do and believe that which moves us towards our goals and believing that somebody is out of your league is not moving you towards your goal of, I'm assuming, finding real true happiness with somebody, connection, um, to grow with somebody, you know, to love, to be in love and to be loved. Like assuming that that's the goal, then pulling yourself out of a relationship to protect yourself because you have a negative self image, like it doesn't make sense. So, and I mean that just literally, hey, it doesn't make sense, it doesn't move you towards your goal, and therefore doing it um, is not serving you and you should immediately stop. now. That, that isn't easier said than done. That's the thing that makes doing what you say easy is that you have a code, you live by that code, so you don't have to beat yourself up, punish yourself, or protect yourself because your whole thing is, hey, I have this code which simplifies my life, and one of the things so I don't have to reinvent the wheel every time is that I know I have this negative image of myself and that people are out of my league since it doesn't help me, and this is the key, since it doesn't help me, And my code says I only do that, which moves me towards my goals. I'm just going to stop those thoughts. And I'm certainly not going to act on them if they continue to loop. And so, ah, I have a bright line, which makes things easy because I know what everybody's thinking right now, that I'm just, oh, that's, uh, it's easy for you to say. No, that literally my life is structured around the fact that this makes things easier. And build that into your life, have that code that you live by, and know that about yourself, right? So behavior that's predictable should not be frustrating, so you know that, so you're gonna take precautions to make sure that you don't make decisions based on that. Like, I've never done anything stupid while drunk, because I know, hey, if you drink, it makes you think differently, so don't make any choices. You have a code that you live by that you're never gonna violate, and so regardless of what's going on, even if it feels so right in the moment, you're like, no, I really need to end this relationship. You know, that's what I'm like. I'm not emotionally sober, so I'm not going to do it.
1: Mm. Yeah, I love that. And I use that all the time. Um, the other thing I would say is just like work on your self-esteem, right? A thousand um, percent. Because I think that you have to believe that you're, um, you're good enough, just period, that you're good enough. But I'm not. all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com/slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's Shopify.com slash Lisa.
0: <laughs> but I'm You've... I know that I'm I'm overweight. Right. I dropped out of college. Um, my parents always told me that my sister was better. Uh, why couldn't I be more like my sister who got a perfect score on her SAT. She went to Stanford. She's now a doctor for the love of God. And, um, I work part-time in retail and I'm still living at home and I'm 36 and it's super embarrassing. And I've already been divorced once. So now what?
1: Um, I would say that you thought to everything and so, having a negative perspective of yourself doesn't serve you, it's like just what being you said. Realistic. Okay, so what I'd say is, all right, now reframe it. I'm going to ask you questions that I want you to answer. What's one great trait about you?
0: Oh, I'm actually glad you asked that. I I really look after my friends. Like when they're sick, I'm the one that takes them soup.
1: Okay, which how, people
0: just say that I'm a people pleaser, but it makes me feel good.
1: How does so? That, how does that make you feel? That feel makes you feel good. Wonderful. Does it make you feel like a good person? Yeah. Okay, how do they then respond to you?
0: Oh, they're super sweet. They're really appreciative. They don't necessarily do the same for me, but they're really sweet. But they don't do it for me because I'm just a bad person.
1: Right. Okay, so how can you change that? What are you focusing on? Right, so if, as Tony Robbins says, Tony Robbins, like the worst thing that can happen to me, how can it be the best? So the fact that you're divorced and 36 and home alone, how can that actually be the best thing that's ever happened to you? Tell me the positive sides to that. You get to rule the controls, the remote controls for the TV. <laughs> <That's> you... <laughs> but I love you know, yeah, but
0: like 100%. It's, Look, it's, find something positive. Find
1: something positive. Look at All the shitty situations and say, how is this the best thing?
0: It's time to read. It's time to better myself and really think about who I want to be. And it gives me that space. And so many people lose themselves in a relationship. But that's not going to happen to me. And if I try something and
1: if I fail at it, then um, at least I've tried. And there's no one around like my last relationship where they would heckle me or they would be negative about me. And right, like focus on the, the positive Work to build your self-esteem up.
0: And I think part of what you're saying is also, even if you don't think there's something positive there, like going back to your Tony Robbins thing, like, make it. Right. Find something, exactly. build it in, change your belief system if you have to, right. to be able to perceive something as positive. Exactly,
1: you get what you focus on. So, are you focusing on the fact that you're 36, alone, and divorced? Or are you focusing on the fact that now you're finally free to live a life that you weren't, you that maybe you were shackled before that? Right? There's so many different ways that you can look at a situation, and it's like, then what are the questions that you're asking yourself? Is it why me, or is it like how can I? use this to my advantage, right? It's the same situation. It's just a different question that you're asking yourself. And going back to this is that it's all about self-esteem, right? If you don't have the confidence, if you don't have self-esteem, then you're never gonna feel like you're good enough, which is then going to put you in a dynamic and a relationship where you're always um you're gonna feel lesser than. And I remember when, you know, as you we started to get bigger at Quest and you were becoming a lot more um in you know forward facing so people started recognizing who you were oh my god quest nutrition so here there are these women with great physiques um flirting with you and so it became okay well it's not about the women it's about how I feel about myself so if a woman comes up to you completely naked and is like Lisa will never know I'm not gonna say any- like I'm not gonna say anything I have to A, trust you and B, if you take that opportunity, then it means our relationship wasn't what I thought it was. Versus me saying, I'm not good enough. And I knew that that was really important because I can't compete with these women who have these incredible physiques. Um, you know, they look beautiful. They've done their hair, they've done their makeup or whatever, you know, your thing is. But they're going up to you, they're flirting with you. And then I had to make sure that that didn't in turn make me feel badly about myself. So I had to start telling myself Lisa this is what you're great at you make him laugh you're funny you're sarcastic you're there for your friends you're a great wife like all the things I'm not going to bullshit myself but all the things I deprive myself on and once I started reinforcing that in my head of the good things about me if you then choose to cheat on me or leave me then that's then something that is um on you versus it's on me Super
0: interesting because you, that was all such amazing advice. I didn't even want to breathe too loudly. Um, And now I'll add something, which is you could have competed with them. You are hot and you have an insane physique, but competing with them would be such a mindfuck. Like it would be so miserable. And so- The way that I've always talked about it is, hey, look, you're hot now, homie, but you're not going to be hot forever. So don't invest in that. Mm -hmm. Don't think that I'm with you because you're hot, because one day you will be a bag of wrinkles. And at that point, you still need to be able to find the confidence and the joy in who you are and not like freak out and spiral. And I mean, that's just like, that's, yeah, you gave rad advice.
1: Thank you. And I do almost, you know, it's like even if you have to lie to yourself, sometimes or light yourself even, to
0: like because people are going to well, turn off when they hear that and it, what
1: can i explain that yeah, please so unless you actually know what i mean
0: i do but go ahead
1: so for instance if you were to cheat on me mm-hmm. and here i am trying to um let's say i'm competing so these women they're amazing they're beautiful they've got great physiques and i'm like well look i can do that right because i'm the person that believes that i can achieve anything i want so okay i can do that but what happens when i'm 20 years and 30 years so I had to tell myself okay Lisa just you know you're smart you're pretty you're intelligent you're funny all these like characteristics that I was telling myself and if he then chooses to cheat on you um it is <clears throat> I don't want to say Oh, that's that's his bad. He's losing it. He's missing out. I don't care. The truth is, of course, I care. The truth is, of course, if it happened, I would say, what shit, what happened? I thought I was giving him everything and I wasn't. But I almost, maybe it's not lying. I just don't focus on that because I had to reinforce in my head that I was good enough.
0: Word. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. It goes back to your earlier point about you get what you focus on. It's not that you're lying to yourself. It's that. You're everyone sees life through a massively distorted funhouse mirror, mm. so they're like, All this, like, oh, I you know, it's you're lying to yourself. No, you're lying to yourself at all times in terms of how you perceive the world, whether something's good or bad or indifferent. It's you know, the Shakespeare line nothing is either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. You that. assign it meaning. You decide what it means that you got fired. It can either be that it wasn't the right job for you anyway and now the world opens up and you get to go do what you really love or you decide that what it means is that you're stupid. Are they? Which one's true? Right. Who knows? Maybe both, maybe neither. I'm just saying you can't see it objectively like that anyway. Mm. So it's all about the meaning that you <clears throat> assign. You get to decide what meaning to assign it. So just decide to assign it positive meaning.
1: Right, yeah. So, yeah, I think going back to that question, she needs to really absolutely work on herself first um, before she can then start to date because then hopefully it changes the pattern that she's going in where she's self-sabotaging because she will have a different voice in her head telling her a different thing. Church. All right, next question. This is from Anonymous. Hey guys, I'm still unsure if my partner is the one for me. Sometimes I'm not completely happy in the way I believe I should. I have felt this way for over two years. We've been together over the two years we've been together and I've been very open with him about that and even tried to end it separate three times but we would end up reconciling. I know for a fact that he loves me deeply and I love him too but I don't think I'm content with him being my life partner. He hasn't proposed yet but always talks about building a life together and has always said he would do it when I'm ready. I'm in my late 20s and I get so much pressure from my family to make it official uh sorry official simply because of my age and the fact that he's ready and he loves me i'm still in it because of fear excuse me i'm still in it because of the fear it's make fear of making a mistake what if i let go and he's it's the biggest mistake of my life and that i'll never find someone who loves me unconditionally i feel guilty because i have hurt him and will hurt him so much more if if i walk away
0: you know oh i I know you're like bursting at the seams you you go
1: You go, because I know you've got like a big rant. Like they're just going to hold in until I'm done.
0: Well, I'll give you a totally different take on it. So I think everybody listening knows sort of my shoot from the hip reaction. So let me give you something really thoughtful. So I don't think that any mistake is ever the biggest mistake of your life. It's okay, if you didn't get the outcome that you want, assess and learn and grow from it. But what I would say is, man, go, um, go do a mission in Africa for three months or whatever. Go build houses in Uruguay. Go do something and that has the shot of really giving you deep fulfillment. If when you're doing something where you really feel fulfilled and you know you're doing something beautiful for this world and all the chatter about people um, telling you, oh, you're doing the wrong thing, you're getting too old, whatever, that falls to the wayside because you're touching the lives of other human beings. I promise in that moment, you'll know if you love them or if they were filling some void, some need that you have, because if you don't think they're the life partner for you, odds are that they're not, or that there's something you have to go experience in order to not have that sense of unease, go experience that. And there is no the one. There is a shared experience. There is suitability. There is love that morphs into uh, the most beautiful thing ever, which is a, a sexual, passionate, enduring relationship that isn't that sort of fiery, drug-like quality. In the beginning, there's still always an element of that, hopefully, if you're doing it right. But it's there's something far more beautiful than that. And it is, it is that shared life with somebody that you're, you're passionately connected to. So I, I just don't understand when somebody stays with somebody out of fear that they might not be that into them when they're gone. But when you're in it, you don't like have that same sense. It's like, run the math. You're together and you don't feel it. So you're only worried that when you leave, you will have this sense of regret. That tells me that that's just a mental makeup that you have that does not serve you. It's like the flip side of buyer's remorse. It's like, if you only want them when you're not with them, the the relationship is not the issue. Mm. The fear of like losing somebody or not having, and she didn't say this, but I—it it it is somewhat like what if nobody ever looks at me the way they look at me? Yeah. And that feels awesome, but you don't reciprocate it. And so on two levels, that's lame. One, there's nothing more beautiful than a, a truly equal partnership where you feel exactly the same as each other. And one thing, and this is gonna seem random, but one, one of the reasons that I never lied to you is because it makes me feel alone, not because it protects you. It makes me feel alone because now there's nobody that like really knows me. And so that would be the like thing that she's missing out on is like they're looking at you that way, but you're not actually sharing the experience. And then the second thing is that that person, you know, feels unease. And so it's not like this beautiful, warm thing Mm. on their side. They're like. I'm with somebody who doesn't necessarily feel the same. And at some point, them being patient turns into them being in a dysfunctional relationship. So I my real advice, and I get it, there's probably a whole host of real world r- excuses, which I will use that word very intentionally, excuses to not go do it, but go do something that fills you with beauty and fulfillment And if in those moments you're like, I wish I were sharing this with them and no one but them, you have your answer. Mm. And if in those moments you're like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever done in my life and everything is right with the world, then chances are that you finally realize that you don't need them to feel whole.
1: That was really good, babe. Well, thank you. Um, That was, I'm sure, hopefully people at home or listening are like, that was better than your like, just break up.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Um, the one thing I will add is the family element. Um, obviously me coming from a Greek background and having the family pressure. So actually, I initially it was the opposite, right? It was like you're so young and why are you getting married, especially to this American who isn't even Greek Orthodox. Um I'm
0: sorry. (laughs) You are now, you weren't
1: at the time. Um, but there is absolutely a lot of family pressure. Um, other people in my family have felt the pressure to get married, you know, when they were dating somebody for a long time. And ultimately, like even with me where it was the opposite, like, don't get married. Cause I th- I think everyone just thought like, you guys will be divorced in six months. You don't yep. even know each other. He's from America. You're Greek Orthodox. You're like completely from different sides of the universe. He's from Tacoma and um but for me ultimately it always came down to it's my life. And I love my family and I respect my family and I try to show them as much love and respect as I possibly could. Um but it's my life and I'm willing to possibly make a mistake, right? It's me that has to live with that mistake. But the one thing I don't ever want to do is make a decision for somebody else and then look back and like think, well, like I didn't even want to do that in the first place. So for her, if she's feeling the pressure, it's like, I get it, respect them and respect where they come from. I think, especially when it's parents, it's just a whole different world. Um, to show respect, but don't succumb to the pressure of the family because they're not the ones who have to live that situation. They're not the ones that have to sleep that situation every single day. It's you. And so, yeah, I think then she needs to separate her feelings from what her family want and what the pressures of society want that they've been together for a while because, at least for me, I've never seen it work out.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So. I don't do peer pressure. That just seems crazy.
1: <clears throat> and then everything else, you really hit the nail on the head. So, all right. Would you rather segment? Word. All right. Would you rather? Would you rather struggle with the feeling that you're way out of your partner's league or feel like your partner is way out of your league? Oh, God. The honesty is that I'd rather feel like I'm way out of their league.
0: I would rather the opposite for sure. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, explain.
0: Because... It just means that I managed to punch above my weight. I just don't have a lot of insecurity around that. That
1: would make me feel badly about myself, like that first question.
0: Yeah, and uh, trust me, I get it. But um, I would not want, with my mental makeup, I would not want to be with somebody that I felt alone because I thought I shouldn't be with this person.
1: It, but you don't think that if someone, if you're way under someone's league?
0: No, because then I'm the one that's like, wow, how would I manage this? So, look, if either one I'm is so crippling, if that's a man like, they would be terrible. Or a woman thing. I actually would rather, I'd rather be on the, the um, they're a, out of my league. That would make me feel wow. a lot better, yeah. That's
1: interesting. It would, I'd feel so shitty about myself. Like, I'd always be paranoid and mm. always. I wonder,
0: like, if there's a lot of breaks along the male-female line on that. But that's
1: what I was literally thinking.
0: Yeah. It's interesting.
1: Yeah. All right. Would you rather be alone forever or constantly second-guessing your relationship? Probably oh. second guessing.
0: Jesus, alone forever. You <laughs> must be joking. That's so easy. Like, alone forever. Like, I remember deciding to propose to you, and I was like, I'm either never getting married, and not like, I may never get married. I was like, well, I may never get married. In fact, when I met you, I didn't plan to get married yeah. ever. And so when I met you, I thought, well, I'm either never getting married or I'm marrying this woman, but she is amazing, and I want to be with her forever. But you were the only person, A, that I've ever said I love you, and B, that I could ever have imagined like being with like that. Like it just never seemed worth the compromise. And so, yeah, like the thought of being alone does not in the slightest phase me. The thought of losing you is my greatest fear. And once you can Mm -hmm. reconcile those two things, you Mm -hmm. will understand me.
1: It's funny that you say that because when we first met on our first date, I remember you saying and I don't actually remember you saying, No, I'm never getting married. You just like, ah, whatever, like, sure, maybe not, maybe. Like, I don't basically if I never got married, I wouldn't really care. And And so yeah, it wasn't like I was like, I'm never gonna get married. I'm just
0: like, I don't think I'm gonna get married.
1: Same with kids, like, eh, maybe. Um and I think that if I had gone into that first date with the like intention of like, oh, is he gonna be my boyfriend? I don't know if I would have taken a second date. Like, well, what's the point if he's not? Right. But because we were both like, hey, let's hook up. It's going to yeah. be fun. Let's have some fun together. It didn't, I didn't really even think about that.
0: Totally, so, so, there was no pressure.
1: There was no pressure. Um, all right. So would you rather sabotage your relationship or be sabotaged?
0: Uh, I'd rather be sabotaged because yeah. it wouldn't make me think less of myself. Yeah,
1: Agreed. And you can go, how did I get sabotaged? What didn't I see? Like right. learn the lesson. Whereas God, if I felt like I just couldn't do something like that, I would yeah, feel no, so badly horrible. about myself. Yeah. All right. So one last question from Ross Esther N- Nuremberg. I swear wow. that um, <laughs> Michelle just tries to mess with me with these. How many syllables She adds can a few more syllables. Yeah.
0: Says, uh, throw me a Greek Lumbles, name. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, throw
1: me a Greek name. I'm going to nail that shit.
0: remember the first time I saw your name, I thought, like, the alphabet has run out. <laughs> like, this is crazy.
1: <laughs> I remember you saying that. Oh, God, that's funny. All right. Um, is it wise to enter into a relationship when you're still working on your self-esteem issues?
0: Um, I, look, I think that a relationship is going to happen when a relationship happens. I don't think you should be rushing into it or running away from it or, like, closing a door. Like, do you. Do the work. Be focused on the work. And if somebody presents themselves, I wouldn't go, oh, whoa, 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 oh, 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 oh. I can't be in a relationship right now, personally. I think the only exception to that, I think they tell if you're in alcoholics or drug, um, AA. narcotics anonymous, that you shouldn't for a certain period of time. So if you're dealing with something like that, okay, I get it. Mm. Um, beyond that, I would say it comes when it comes, put the focus on doing the work. And um, I think you're more likely to find a functioning relationship if you're doing the work, mm. But I wouldn't have some hard and fast rule about it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, I, I still work on myself every day. I'm still trying to improve. I I'm still have days where I don't feel great, and I've got to like you know put all the tactics and tricks that I've developed over the years, especially when my health's down, because I'm really low in um, my nutrients because I can't really eat. So I've definitely noticed how much that that makes difference to my mood and how I feel about myself. I definitely don't feel sexy. I don't feel you know attractive. But I have to tell myself, okay, this is very. T- temporary your brain chemistry is you know running away from you um you have to focus but all of that is part of my life so if i was like well i'm always working on my self-esteem and holding off on a relationship at least for me i always want to grow and i always want to evolve so even once my health gets better like i want to be a better person in general um so for me I would never just wait if there were certain things like you said where it's like alcoholics anonymous or something like that but um unless it was something serious that I'm like this is going to be detrimental to our relationship if I don't fix it first then yeah I'm with you um go full force if you find someone enjoy great I think being in the process of growth could actually be great when you meet somebody because you know you can see are they also in the process of growth because that would make for I think a good relationship if you can work together um
0: but yeah. Or There it is. There it is. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And again, if you want to send your questions, you can do it either. Um, let us know that you want your name read out or you can do it anonymously, but send it to connect at impacttheory.com. And if you want to follow this beautiful woman, then you're going to go... To IG, which is really her platform of choice, yep. at Lisa Bilyeu. You can follow me across pretty much every platform at, at Tom Bilyeu. And We want if- to
1: rate and review as well, really, right? Subscribe. Word. So, guys, that really is, like, what is our most meaningful gift. So if um, this is bringing you value, please do subscribe, rate, and review. Um, if you have time, that would be amazing. Very excited. And maybe we should start reading out people that do reviews um, as a, like, enticement. Like, if you do a review, you may enter to win us. I like that. Reading out your review. (laughs) There it is.
0: I like that. All right, guys. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary.
1: Later. Peace.